Welcome to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, where we feature expert thought leaders and cover the best strategies, stories, and psychology you need to land big ticket clients. Because as you know, you can't catch a whale with a worm. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, and it is my honor, my pleasure to introduce you to Joel Irway. Joel, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. And in fact, you know, I, this, for me, this is going to be a powerful educational session because those who don't know you, I want to introduce you to Joel Irway, who is by far probably the leading webinar expert, webinar consultant on the planet. You currently have um, a few podcasts yourself. You've got the Sold with Webinars podcast and the uh, Experts Unleashed podcast. You've sold multi, multi-million dollars per year uh, in your webinar uh, business. So I don't know where to start with you, Joel, but how about we start from when you quit your job, you didn't know where to go except to the next thing, which was webinars. How'd you do that transition? <laughs> it was a... It was a very interesting one. I didn't wake up one day and just say, "Hey, listen, I know I know what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to I'm going to be a webinar guy, right?" That wasn't I mean, I was born and raised and educated as an engineer, so my background is in mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh graduated about god, about 10 years ago now from uh from RIT, which is up in Rochester, New York, and went off to to pursue my career in engineering. Uh, to make this long story short, I spent five years as an engineer and as a sales engineer and uh, realized that you know I wanted to do bigger and better things, meaning I wanted to start my own business. Uh, I, was, I spent about four and a half years, um, four to five years as a sales engineer where I was going around giving sales presentations for uh, commercial heating and cooling projects or products that we were designing and we were uh, selling on behalf of our manufacturers. And uh, sales presentations were our primary lead generation uh, platform. Uh, I was responsible for growing a brand new territory, um, essentially from scratch. And uh, after about two or three years, we were not making the traction that I had, I had hoped for. And I was able to point to the single reason why we weren't getting any projects. And it was because our sales presentations were horrible. Mm. Uh, nobody looked at the sales presentations as an opportunity for improvement because we weren't giving them. We were bringing our manufacturers around. They were giving them to our engineering customers and no leads were coming. And, and nobody was really, nobody was looking to change that until, mm-hmm. you know, until I, I recommended that we did. Mm. So, um, I was 100% commission only sales. So if I wasn't selling, I wasn't making any money. And probably, you know, about three years into that job, I decided to rewrite the sales presentations, give some of them on my own. And it was at that point that our sales just skyrocketed. So to give you guys some, some, to give your listeners some context, the first two years that I was in that, uh, in that role, I did, I think like $500,000 the first year in sales, then maybe 800 or 900 the second year. And, uh, and once I started to rewrite the sales presentations, I was landing clients that were, I was landing individual clients that were giving us over a million dollars in, in business, you know, $400,000 projects, $500,000 projects. So like it just completely shifted the game and, and, and took off. So I did that for about three years and finally started to make some good money. And after a while I got the bug, I got the itch for entrepreneurship and I said, 
if I can do this for other people, I'm sure I can do this for myself. So one day I, I left, went out on my own and uh, had no parachute and decided to, to start my own path in entrepreneurship. How scary was that, right? You know, there, there came a lot of stress with, um, with that previous job. And so when I left, the first week, I did absolutely nothing. I just, I literally just decompressed because I needed it. I needed it. Yeah. And then reality started to set in. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, how am I going to make money? Yeah. yeah <laughs> now what? No- now, now that I'm free, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. So we had some savings to live off of for a little while, but um, I had written a book while I was uh, still working, and uh, it was basically a study guide for engineers on how to pass the fundamentals of engineering exam. Mm -hmm. And it did very well. I should say very well. It didn't make me any money, but like in terms of a book launch, it was better than I had ever expected. So I still make about 50 or a hundred bucks a month from that in royalties. And, you know, it's, it's a $10 book that sells what, like five to 10 copies a month on Amazon. (laughs) So great business um, model though, right? It's you, you basically go to the, go, go to, go to the, uh, Go to the, your 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 mailbox and pick money every month, right? That's a great yeah, yeah. You know, I you want to talk about like true passive income? Yeah. That's like my first <laughs> opportunity, and it is truly passive income. But yeah. um, anyway, I couldn't can't make a living off of that. But anyway, it did lead to it led to some other um, other opportunities. So I had some people reach out to me for private, you know, tutoring, private consulting um, in that test prep space. So I was able to make some money that way, and. Uh, and eventually i i decided i wanted to create a course on you know how to help engineers advance their career mm-hmm. and uh so i created the course then now i had no idea how to sell this thing so i decided okay well need to learn digital marketing better go you know find somebody who can do it and i remember there was an ad russell brunson was just launching click funnels at the time mm-hmm. and he was launching a coaching program uh along with it And so I remember seeing the ad, I clicked on it. I had no idea who Russell was at the time. This is in, this is in late 2014. So five plus years ago, and he's been around, he had been around, um, but his name wasn't nearly as big as it it is today. And so I hired him and he said, okay, um, what you need to do is you need to launch a webinar. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, cool. I've never done a sales webinar before, but I've done plenty of, you know, sales presentations. I'm sure I could pick this up. And uh, he goes, okay, drive paid traffic with ads, send them to a webinar and sell your program. I'm like, all right, that's what I did. So once a week I would get on live, I would do a webinar, make a couple sales here and there. And uh, I thought that it was a complete failure. When looking back on it now, I was very, very close to like having a massive success. I was basically break even on my ad spend, maybe a little bit of a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually I ran out of, I ran out of capital to fund that. And I'm like, okay, well, now what? Because you know, I'm really stuck. <laughs> yeah. So I, I called up Russell and I'm like, hey, man, I love your coaching program, getting tons of value out of it. Um, love what you do. And uh, I really want to help you help you grow this. Um, you know, I know you're trying to get grow your coaching program. Can I close these leads? For, can I close some leads for you on the phone and, and help make some money? Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, he thankfully told me no and said, well, listen, one of my other coaching clients is looking for a phone salesperson. So let me connect you with him mm-hmm. and we will, uh, and maybe something will pop up from that. So he connected me with his client, Jason. Jason was running a weekly live webinar at that time as well. And he wanted somebody to follow up with all the leads that were registering, but not buying. Mm-hmm. 
And so what we did was um, I started calling and I'm like, man, I hate phone sales. I had no, I had no experience in phone sales. I was strictly hustling. Mm -hmm. And so um, Jason wanted me to watch the webinar. So I knew exactly what I was pitching. And I called him back up and I said, dude, what, what, how much are you making with this webinar? Like out of curiosity, what's your closing ratio? Mm -hmm. And he told me he was basically breaking even on ad spend and doing about one sale a week on a 997 program. Mm -hmm. I said, well, let me let me give this a shot. Let me rewrite your webinar for you mm-hmm. and see if uh you know, see if I can help you increase sales that way and and uh and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. So he agreed. 2 weeks later, I rewrote his webinar. I pitched it for him on his behalf and, and instead of doing one sale that week, he did 14 sales. Wow. And uh well, I did 14 sales for him. I actually pitched it on his behalf and uh the rest is history. I mean, he went completely bonkers, completely bananas. I mean, it was the most money he had made at the time because uh, he was also just starting up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up pitching for him for about a year. And at that point, I launched the webinar agency. And I said, there's a huge opportunity here. Mm-hmm. I already have a pool of prospects inside this coaching program because Russell was telling everybody to do webinars at the time. Mm-hmm. So I landed my first few clients through that coaching program. And uh, that was how the webinar agency was born. Wow. So, so, he, so here we are. More than eight figures in sales on just webinars. I have so mm-hmm. many questions, but l- let's start with the question of what's the importance of being specific? Like, you know, you find a lot of people um, who are not even at your level of success, but really big people online who do a lot of things. Does just focusing on webinars alone or f- as you've done, is that part of your secret sauce is I'm going to be very specific with what I do. I'm not going to do all the fluff. This is what I do. Was that part of your consideration for where you are right now? What got you here? I I think part of it, yes. Uh, For me, it was right timing and right opportunity. Mm. Uh, I couldn't have told you back in 2014 how big Russell was going to be, you know, was going to be today, right? So um, I will tell you that like I never gave up. Mm -hmm. And so once I saw that there was a big opportunity for me to help other people with webinars. And I was in a group where they were all pretty much being told to just do webinars. Mm -hmm. And Russell wasn't helping people on a regular basis of like tweaking it up. He just, he just couldn't hit hundred, probably a hundred coaching clients at that time. Mm -hmm. He couldn't review everybody's webinar. And so I saw an opportunity there. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I know I'm good at this. I know I can help people. Mm -hmm. People will clearly pay me for it. There is a, there's a very, very clear, distinct ROI if I help you make X more, you know, X more in revenue, will you share the profits with me or will you pay me X dollars in consulting? And, and so that's really how I got my start. Um, and I will say that it was, um, I had no idea that I was going to grow to be, you know, what this has become, mm-hmm. but I just kept kind of heading down that path. Um, I've definitely tried some other things that are not specific to, to webinars, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I found the one, I found the thing that kind of gave me that first, that first breath, that first life. And I just, I kept going down that rabbit hole. Powerful. Let's talk a little bit about webinars. So who exactly does uh, a webinar do a good job for, right? Is, is there a specific type of ideal persona online, maybe a coach, a consultant? How do you describe your ideal webinar client and, and what challenges do they have that you uniquely solve? Great question. So the short answer is, so I'm going to give you two, two answers for who can do webinars. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not going to make this 
fluffy. Uh, like, so answer number one is going to be fluffy. Answer number two is going to be kind of more, more realistic, right? Uh Yep. Answer number one is everybody can do webinars, but it's not realistic. So, I mean, webinars do, webinars are number one, they're a big undertaking. Mm -hmm. uh, And and this is probably the most anti-selling that I'm going to be doing on, on, on webinars. They are, they are a big project. So I want anyone who gets into the webinar game Mm -hmm. to look at them as long-term, right? I never want people to, to think that it's like, oh, it's a quick cash cow because it's not. Um, what it will provide you is enormous brand recognition and brand authority mm-hmm. once you get it up and running uh, because you are hosting an event. People are coming to you. They're learning from you and they're being presented with an offer. So you're going to quickly build an established brand when you get this right and you're able to scale it. Mm-hmm. You're able to sell mid to high ticket programs and products with this because you're again, building that trust, building that authority. You know, I, I don't recommend using webinars to sell low ticket products. It's just, it's overkill. I mean, yeah. you can do sales letters, you can do lots of other mediums to sell low ticket products. Big ticket for, is what you're talking about, right? No, I'm, I'm saying there's, there's lots of other avenues to sell low ticket. Webinars yeah. are great. For big ticket. Yes. Yeah, yes. But, yes. I, I was yeah. trying to sneak in the word big ticket because we're trying to convert people from saying high ticket to big ticket, right? <laughs> big ticket. Yep. Big ticket. Got it. Yeah. So yes, webinars are great for big ticket items. Yep. And so this is perfect for, um, you know, authorities and thought leaders and influencers who are selling big ticket products. Uh, you know, when I, when I say big ticket, I mean, usually around $700 and above, you know, $700 to five, 10, $15,000, $1,000 offers. Mm-hmm. And so I love webinars because they establish yourself as a brand authority and they are able to convert cold prospects into hot clients, you know, hot prospects and ultimately paying clients in a relative short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Now, where it gets, you know, where people really need to understand the, uh, the planning and the strategy of this is, you know, there's, there's lots of ways to promote your webinar as well. It's not just paid traffic, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Because a lot of people who are promoting, who spend paid traffic, and they're just getting started out, and they're trying to sell a product directly on the webinar, Mm-hmm. It's going to be difficult. Like, so like, I want you to go in with a long-term strategy in mind, a long-term plan in mind. Yeah. And usually what I recommend is if you're spending paid m- money on paid ads to send them to a strategy call first, because just the economics and the nature of how everything plays out, you want to be selling big ticket items first. Mm-hmm. And then as you start to grow and scale, then you scale down with more productized versions where you can sell, you know, one to many, but, um, I kind of went in a bunch of different paths there, a bunch of different directions, but I'm trying to, I really like my mission right now is I don't want to be selling hopes and dreams. Mm -hmm. I want people to be understanding that like webinars are great for brand building and selling big ticket items. Mm -hmm. And then you can use them to, you know, the productized versions to, to sell. So Mm -hmm. hope that made sense and didn't scare too many people off. No, no. And, and, you know, it's good to prepare people for that reality. For, for example, you said, think about the long game, you know, it's not a quick in quick out. It's also going to be probably better for big ticket items versus, you know, the very lower $7 offers and so on. Yes. Um, so it's good to make that clarification. In fact, let me, let me ask you though, you know, a lot of us see things go up and go down online. The, the buzzwords come and they go. Um, some people are running away from saying webinar because they think the market is sort of mentally saturated over that 
term. So they call it masterclass or my free training or my educational story, whatever. You, on the other hand, have stuck with the term webinar. And of course, you're one of the top guys, 8 million and plus in sales, but you're not afraid of the word webinar. Tell us what you think the market is doing right now. Is it running away from webinars? Is webinars still as if, are they still as effective and attractive as they used to be? What's the market like these days for the webinar concept? Yeah, webinars are definitely not dying. I mean, and uh, they are the, <clears throat> they're the cream of the crop in terms of sales funnels. Like they are that, that premier, like everybody wants the webinar and everybody wants to, because you see all of your your gurus out there, you see all the people that you follow. They're all doing webinars, right? Mm-hmm. Because they, it's it's a big branding play, it's a big authority play. When you have a webinar that is doing well and people are talking about you, your name, your buzz, everything gets out there. Mm-hmm. So it's that's like the cream of the crop. So it's definitely not dying. Mm-hmm. What people are seeing though is you know, especially in the crowded marketplaces where webinars have become saturated. Mm-hmm. Case in point, the internet marketing niche, webinars are very, very saturated. Mm-hmm. And so people are seeing, you know, attendance rates drop and, 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 and other types of issues, but there's always a way for us to compensate for it. And, and that really just devises the help that requires us to develop a new strategy. Mm-hmm. But the webinar itself is not dying. I mean, like selling that, that's like saying selling is dying and selling yeah. will never, will never die. Will, will we need to adapt to new technologies and new and new strategies? Absolutely. Uh, Facebook live is very, very popular right now for, for webinars because, you know, we need to figure out ways to um, leverage our, our social media presence, mm-hmm. right? And people are watching more and more from their phone. So what are the platforms, what are the mediums that we can use to connect with these people on the phone? Uh, so they can watch on the phones, so they can pay attention on mobile devices, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. So the webinars will evolve, but they will not die. That's like saying, you know, the 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 in-person sales presentation or the in-person seminar is is dying and that's not dying either. So uh, no, webinars are not dying, but we we do need to be aware and, and evolve uh, uh, as technology changes and as people's behaviors change. Well, you certainly bring a, a voice of calm to this question because... You know, if you, all you got to do is turn on your computer and all the noise comes at you. It's just so hard to know what to believe. So it's good to see someone making, you know, things happen at your level of success. Who's like, Hey, it's called a webinar. I'm not changing it to a master class <laughs> just because everybody else is. That's yep. what it is. And it works. And I have proof. So thank you for doing that and sticking to that. Um, you know, I'd love to know what, if you have a favorite story of a time when you took someone from, look, maybe having nothing working, didn't even know what a webinar was, maybe, uh, to becoming extremely successful because of your unique mechanism, your unique approach. And we'll get into that later, but just kind of give us a teaser of maybe your favorite story you have of someone who created great success through working with you. 100%. So I'll talk about one of my clients. Um, I've got two stories that came to mind. Uh, We'll talk about Adam first. So Adam's a, a fantastic uh, success story. He came to me and was running a webinar, <clears throat> trying to sell a $97 product. Mm-hmm. And conversions just weren't there. He was trying all sorts of different trip wires and downsells and anything to get these people to buy a $97 product. And he was going to upsell them on coaching and all this other stuff on the back end. Mm-hmm. So when we worked together, I said, listen, let's rework your webinar. Let's rework your positioning. Let's rework your framing. Let's rework your offer. 
and let's charge $8,000 for this $97 offer. Mm-hmm. He was very reluctant at first, very hesitant. And, um, you know, it, it was, it was definitely, he was definitely nervous going into it mm-hmm. instantly. And I say, inst- let, let me put air quotes. As soon as we finished his, his new webinar and his, and his, his revised webinar, and we, we, we decided to sell big ticket with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went to a hundred thousand dollars his first month. Wow. Now from, this is somebody who from, was, yeah. yeah. Wow. This is somebody who was very, who was struggling to make it work because he was selling low ticket. He was selling 97 and, and just attracting the wrong people at that price point. Mm-hmm. There's lots of different things that go on when, you know, you're, you're positioning yourself at, at that point. And what market um, space was he in, by the way? He was in, um, it was not, it was kind of like affiliate marketing. Uh, okay. So it was BizOps slash affiliate marketing. Got it. And um, yeah, so he was trying to, uh, he was basically just going about it the wrong, the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So we took his $97 offer and we charged $8,000 for it and instantly went to, went to six figures that, that first month. So he scaled to multiple millions of dollars and uh, is doing very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, another client of mine who was selling a product on a webinar um, so Adam was selling a strategy session at the end and then closing them on, uh, on an $8,000 deal on, uh, on the phone call. Another client of mine came to me and wanted to sell their training program, $997 offer. Uh, they're going to run cold traffic to the webinar and, and sell it straight from, straight from there. Mm-hmm. I was extremely nervous about this because while the webinar I knew was, I, I felt the webinar was solid. They went live. And I was on that webinar, just listening to them, and I thought there was no way anybody was going to buy from these people because the the tonality and the presentation delivery was just so dull. Yeah. And uh, you know, I I'm like, there's no, and there were only like five people on the webinar at that time, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm like, this is going to be horrible because it was like a two hour long webinar, and you know, I know that as soon as somebody comes off a two hour long webinar, and they don't make any sales, they're going to be extremely frustrated and depressed, and. Mm-hmm. And I was just the, that entire time. I'm like, they're going to be pissed. They're going to be so mad, blah, 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 blah. But we went through the entire webinar. Uh, we had like five people on the entire time. Maybe one dropped off. Then the pitch came like, okay, here we go. They're going to yeah. drop off. Yeah. It didn't drop off. And then we got to the end of the webinar and one person bought. And I'm like, hallelujah. Like <laughs> if one out of five buy, like, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was screaming. Like I was so happy mm-hmm. because I, I I never thought that that was going to work, and I thought this project was going to be a complete nightmare. Mm-hmm. And uh, and thankfully that worked. Um, they ended up doing uh, seven figures that first year with that webinar, and then then they took that and did an eight figure launch mm-hmm. with uh, with that offer. And uh, it was it was it was the rest was history. They did one hundred five thousand dollars in seven days mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with that webinar, and uh, that goes to show you that presentation ability is not is not everything. So no, no. And, and for, for those people who might be hearing things like, you know, six figures in one month, you know, seven figure sales, eight figure sales, you know, um, I just want to say that it's possible. (laughs) This is not a hoax. Uh, Many of us um, who came from the corporate experience like you did. and, And I also was a, I was an engineer as well in the corporate world. And when you make a six-figure salary, you're like, yes. And when you're a vice president of this and that, you're like, yes. And then you come into this world, and it's like, ah, uh, that's how much I made last month. So there are a lot of people who hear these things, and they're like, 
is this actually possible? You know, so to, to get into that question without revealing your whole program, do you have like a five or four step process that you could quickly articulate that would help people understand how you can go from not even knowing what a webinar is to maybe using your process four or five, six steps down the road to delivering success? What are your unique steps that get people successful? When we start out and we build webinars, we we outline this thing called the ARE webinar sales method, right? So when I teach that inside of my training programs, like that's what people are following. Mm-hmm. And if you look at a timeline, let's break up the webinar into three sections. You've got your introduction, your content, and then your close. Mm-hmm. And uh, we call it the ARE webinar sales method because A stands A is what inclu- is included inside of your introduction. Mm-hmm. R is your content, and E is your is your close. We call it the exchange. Mm-hmm. So let's look at the introduction first, and we'll talk about um, what does A stand for. A stands for authority, attraction, and awareness. So mm. there's three parts in the introduction that you want to get right, and that is authority, attraction, and awareness. Authority is pretty self-explanatory. Why should people be listening to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, people tend to, when people miss this, they tend to undersell themselves Mm -hmm. and they don't like to brag about themselves, but it's extremely important because people need to believe you. People need to understand that you are the authority. Mm -hmm. If someone's listening right now and they say, okay, well, I don't have authority in a niche. I don't have authority in a marketplace. What you can do is you can become the research arm for the prospect, for the client. Mm -hmm. For example, if you are trying to sell, you know, if you're uh, in number one, you should have at least done it for yourself first. Like I'm not, I'm not advocating for somebody to just manufacture false authority. I mean, yeah. if you don't have authority, you probably shouldn't be doing a webinar. But if you don't have testimonials, this is a great way to kind of, you know, supplement your authority and add on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, becoming the research arm for whatever problem that you are solving and giving statistics is extremely, extremely powerful because it lets people know, number one, you've done your homework and you're not just some, you know, sleazy internet marketer that is trying to blow smoke up somebody's, you know, trying to sell thin air, right? (laughs) Yeah. So for example, if you are in the, let's say you're in the pay-per-click space, you're in the Facebook advertising space and you're trying to sell a course on how to, um, how to be successful with Facebook ads, Mm -hmm. you can be the research arm and you can go out there and say, okay, listen, um, over the past three years, Facebook advertising costs have gone up by X number of percent, right? There are 8 million advertisers out there right now. Mm-hmm. Inventory is is diminished, right? So you want to show all the problems that are out there and show all the trends in the industry because people won't dispute trends. If mm-hmm. you're quoting other, other sources, they will view you as a respected authority if you don't have testimonials that can back up you know, what you can do for other people. So that's mm-hmm. what I like to do if my client or one of my students is lacking that authority. Mm-hmm. So the other uh, the other elements of this are attraction and awareness, mm-hmm. right? So attracting and awareness. Awareness is more about you know bringing the problem to the surface. So you know what what are you know, what should people be aware of that um, that will help them solve whatever problem is is out there. So that kind of goes along the same lines of being the research arm for their clients, mm-hmm. um, for your for your audience, and uh, they just kind of go hand in hand. And then attraction is really, you know, what is happening out in the marketplace right now? Like, what should people? Um, these are all kind of things that go hand in hand. Like, what what should they be aware of? You know, what are new what are new trends that are happening out in the out in the in the industry? Um, what is the unique methodology? You know, what what 
are the big promises that you can make for their clients once they understand whatever system, whatever methodology, whatever you're promising them today. So that's all about authority, attraction, and awareness. And that's what happens in the introduction, which is usually about 10 to 15 minutes long. Mm. Yeah, you don't want to make it too long, right? It's like, and so here I am. I, be, you know, you want to make sure make sure you get to the point quickly, right? Yep. Okay. So 100%. what's the what's the R and what's the E? So R stands for rapport and relationship building. Mm. This is all about breaking down their existing beliefs of what they think is true about your your big promise, like your headline, like your the title of your webinar is your big promise. Like what are they going to be learning from this webinar? Mm -hmm. Rapport and relationship building is letting them know, listen, I've been in your shoes. I know exactly what you feel because right now when you, when you, it doesn't matter if you have one person on the webinar or if you've got a thousand people on the webinar, Mm -hmm. when they come on the webinar, they're viewing you instantly before you even say a word. Mm-hmm. you're viewed as an as an expert as as an authority mm-hmm. like if you look at like if you just vision uh if you can envision somebody standing up on a mountaintop mm-hmm. right they they you're on a podium they're looking up to you they are looking literally up to you and they feel like there's this there's this physical gap between you and them mm-hmm. and so you have to under you have to Number one, acknowledge that gap. You want to acknowledge that gap and listen and let them know that I have something that is of value to you, mm-hmm. but you want to bring them up to that stage with you. You want to bring them up to that level with you. So you're standing at the same, at the same level by the end of the webinar. So every time that we talk about rapport and relationship building, you're letting them know I, I've been exactly where you've been in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been at your level. Mm-hmm. You're not talking down to them, but you just, you know, I'm trying to paint this picture here, but you want them to know that you've been there before. Here are the steps that I took to get back up to my podium, to get up to this podium. Mm-hmm. And so you take those steps with them and you come back down. Every time you introduce a new concept, you're breaking their existing belief and you're saying, I've been there before. Here's how, how I overcame it. Wow. And so every single step, you're bringing them closer and closer and closer to that podium with you at the end, by the end of the webinar. So that's what rapport and relationship building is all about. Yeah. And, and also you're using that psychology of empathy, aren't you? You know, I feel you. <laughs> I've yep. been, I've been you. I, I, we are the same person, you know, we get it. Now what's yep. the E? What's the E part? How do you close out? E is all about exchange. And so we want to, present an offer to them that's not sleazy and not salesy, but yet still does an effective job of, uh, of enrolling new, of enrolling new customers, right? Cause the last thing that we want to do is it, there are people out there who, who, whose style is more hypey, mm-hmm. more, uh, more pressure based. And if that's you, that's totally fine. And I like, if you can go for it and that's what you want your brand to be, that's, that's totally fine. And there are people who can do it without, without coming off as a, as a, uh, as a poor brand, uh, poor brand reputation. Mm-hmm. But for exchange, you essentially just want to frame up the sale and say, listen, I have something of value. If you want it, I want you to get it. If not, I don't want you to get it plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And so when you present it in that way, you let them lower their guard, you get them to lower their guard and be more open to what it is that you have to present to them. Mm-hmm. And you give them the option to say yes or no versus you saying, you need to buy this, you need to buy this, you need to buy this. That's why we call it an exchange is because I have something that will be of value for you um, in exchange for whatever the investment is. And so mm-hmm. when we frame it in that sense, as the presenter going into it, 
now you're not as anxious as as you probably are when you go into when you go into the pitch because that's probably the most important thing is everybody gets anxious when they go into make the pitch and if you sound anxious people are gonna they're gonna see right through it and they're gonna hear it in your voice and so exchange is really more about for the presenter than it is for the audience but that's what we that's how we frame it that, that's really interesting that you're saying you know create or spend good time on that sales process even if it doesn't come off as a sale um, mm-hmm. some people say you should be 45 minutes for a webinar I've heard some people cut it down to 30 minutes um, you know do you feel that and some people don't even they cut out the sale and they say hey just meet me for a conversation so that they can do yep. the sale in person what have you found to be most effective in terms of um, big ticket clients is it better to uh, sort of get people out of the webinar space because maybe they don't have time and just get them straight to a conversation? Or do you need to still do that sales piece, the E piece at, uh, at the end and give it a good, give it a good chunk of emphasis? You do. You still need to have that sales piece at the end and let them know that um, when you use a webinar to pre-sell your programs, you want them as close to the whole as possible when they get on the phone with you. Mm-hmm. And you want them to be ready to buy. And, um, and so doing that, you have to pre-frame them inside of your webinar to let them know, Hey, listen, I've got an offer for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not everybody's qualified, you know, we have limited openings, limited spots. Now you may, you may not need to say this. I'm just saying like, this is all the things that we might say inside of a webinar if they are, if, as long as they are, are true, mm-hmm. but you want to pre-frame as, as much of that sale as possible as possible so when you get on that call, you're basically just answering any objections that they might have to to the program, mm-hmm. and uh, and and that way the the sales conversation is not a sales conversation anymore. It's just making sure that the right fit, making sure it's you know it's it's the uh, it's it's the right opportunity, and uh, and then going from there. You know, Joel, I have to say that I, we could keep talking on and on. You just have so much information and we could share so much. I, I love what I'm learning. And I think anyone hearing this will feel really well fed in terms of education. If we were to sort of wrap up with the topic of mindset, and I'll tell you why I want to go back to that. You stated earlier that, you know, you, 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 you have experienced that resilience is an important thing for your, for your success. You know, you, you just, you stuck with it. Um, for example, you've kept the name webinar. You're not floating around with all the trends. Another thing about you is you're very understated. You don't come off like a guru. You know, I mean, here you are with eight figures in sales, but I don't see your Bentley or your your airplane in the background. So tell us, what is the mindset for becoming a success in this space that you've obviously modeled or you're, you're, you're putting out there? What do you think is the best mindset and how do you prepare yourself for success in this online marketing uh, business? It's a great question. I wish I had more um, experience in the mindset space. Mm-hmm. For me, it's I've gone through big ups and big downs. You know, tremendous ups and downs, just like any entrepreneur, right? And um, I'd say that you know, not until recently have I really started to st- study mindset more and more. I mean, like when I say recently, I mean like within the past like month to month and a half, I've I've kind of really delved deep into into this because I know. Um, about two years ago, I went through I went through a rough a rough patch with our agency. Like we were growing at a at an extremely high rate, mm-hmm. but our quality control wasn't where I wanted it to be. 
And so I had to let some team members go. I had to rework a bunch of things. I had to, you know, send out refunds. Heft, like I'm talking like five figure refunds for some clients that like they deserve the refunds. And so mm-hmm. I went through a, a pretty deep, uh, <laughs> deep, deep, uh, deep hole for about a month and a half. Yeah. While the business was kind of like we were reworking ourselves and redefining ourselves. When I came out of that, that poor, exp- that, that experience, I should say, I had a, um, I had a, uh, a new way of thinking and, 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 uh, and understanding that number one, everything's going to be all right. doesn't matter how bad it gets. Mm. Right. And, uh, and everything is going to be just fine. Although I will be the first to tell you that is extremely hard advice to take while you're going through it. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade here. Like when you're in a, when you're going through a, a dry spell where nobody is, you know, nobody wants to talk to you, nobody's buying, whatever it is. It's, it's hard to listen to that advice of everything's going to be okay. Yeah. But until you come out of one of those, one of those ruts and you realize everything does, you know, is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That helps you go through the next rut. Cause like the next rut will appear. Right. And so if I were to share one piece of mindset, you know, that's what it would be. It's take advice from people who've been through ruts. Like if you haven't gone through a rut yet, um, it's going to happen. And you know, the, the bigger, the bigger you get, the deeper the ruts get, mm-hmm. you know, the bigger the highs, the bigger the lows. Mm-hmm. So um, just understand that, you know, everybody goes through ruts. And if you keep your, I hate giving just this type of advice, but if you keep your head up and just keep plowing forward, like everything will be fine. Cause I don't know if that's actually true or not, but that's how, when I came out of, you know, that rut and I've gone through other ruts, you know, as well, but that was the deepest rut that I came, that I came out of. And I realized, okay, what were the lessons that I learned? You know, what worked, what didn't work mm-hmm. and how do I avoid them in the future? So, um, I guess that's, that's, that's the biggest piece that I can, that I can give you. Cause I'm not a huge, huge mindset, um, person, but I am, I do know it's important and that's why we're, I'm studying it more and well, more as you. Well, you, and plus you are, you also know what's worked for you, right? You have evidence mm-hmm. that what you've just shared works. And, and, and I actually believe it because frankly, that's been my path too. You just got to put one foot in front of the other and keep going. So that's excellent advice. Thank you for that. If people want to reach you or reach your agency or want to connect with you and maybe even become uh, prospects or clients, (laughs) how do they do that? What steps do they take? Where do they go? Best spot for them to go is they can check out the webinar agency.com. There is, uh, uh, there's lots of free resources there. They can, there's links to my podcast there sold mm-hmm. with webinars and experts unleash. Mm-hmm. I've got a free case study, a $466,000 case study that they can check out on that site. Um, and then there's all, all sorts of different links where they can reach out to us, you know, apply to work with us in the whole nine yards. But that's the hub, the webinar agency.com. Is it the webinar agency.com or just webinar agency.com? It is. TheWebinarAgency.com. And I actually just realized yesterday that mm-hmm. somebody else has oh, WebinarAgency.com oh, and oh, redirects okay. to their site. So right. um, let's not send traffic to yeah. them. So <laughs> let's, let's, re- let's reiterate. It's TheWebinarAgency.com. And we'll also have that in the show notes. Yep. Um, Joel, it has been a pleasure. You know, one thing I forgot to ask you or share with, with everyone is that you live right next to Canada. You I do. Are, you, like you're on the river, uh, Niagara Falls, like you can see Canada, right? Yep. How do you enjoy that? Because remember we, we talked about this. I used to live in, in Minnesota, right on the shore, right next to Canada myself. How does, how does that feel waking up and looking at Canada every day? 
I mean, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't go there much, but I mean, I, I live literally on on the border. Um, yeah, there, I mean, is there like a twin city, uh, like next uh, across the, the the river that you guys go yeah. to? We we yeah, had there is. I mean, Niagara Falls. The American side is not is not impressive. I mean, it's. <laughs> From a tourist standpoint, yeah. the the um, uh, the Canadian side is much much better. It's very sad. Yeah, it's very very sad that you know our town. So I live in the I live in the town just north of Niagara Falls, so Ni- the city okay. of Niagara Falls, where uh, we're just next door to it. But um, yeah, I I I hope they get their act together. The American side, uh, because we get tons of tourists that come, and when they show up to the American side, they're like, "What am I?" Where am I right now? It's <laughs> it's just because when you you can look over the bridge, yeah, and you see the Canadian side, and it's built up with all these huge buildings, yeah, there's, you know, Ferris wheels. There's uh, you know, there's lots you can you can see the activity going on. I mean, it is <laughs> there is there's life over there, and then over on the American side, there's one casino. And <laughs> it's, not like, as, that's it. Not as exciting, <laughs> you know. Um, we lived in International Falls, Minnesota, and on our side, on the American side. Uh, there was no Kentucky Fried Chicken, so my oh, kids, man. my kids and I, you know, they'd make me cross the river uh, every week just for Kentucky Fried Chicken in Canada. So <laughs> I get it, I totally get it. So anyway, Joel, it has been uh, just a complete pleasure uh, to to talk with you, to learn from you, and everyone, please remember to go to thewebinaragency.com to uh, learn more about how to connect with Joel Irway. Joel, thank you for being with us. Appreciate it, man. Had a blast. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast. For more episodes and strategies, visit BigTicketClients.com. That's www.BigTicketClients.com. And remember, you can't catch a whale with a worm.